Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last. You're listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 61. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. That was fun. We got to listen to a bunch of uh, listener questions uh, with Adam McNabb, one of my favorite guests. And uh, we've actually got a lot of positive feedback from that episode, and especially for the the sort of improv that we uh, did at the end. So just know... uh, that I've always been meaning to do some sort of project with Adam, like uh, apart from the podcast. And uh, we are thinking about doing something. And that's all I'm going to say. Might fizzle out to be nothing like most plans, but uh, whatever. Um, Beyond Synth is on Thursdays at 8 p.m. I'm going to take a drink of water. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Power85. That's power85.com. 24 hours a day, synthwave music. Uh, You can catch Beyond Synth when it first airs, which is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thursday nights, you know, the shows eventually get posted to SoundCloud uh, the following week. But if you want to hear them first, uh, listen Thursday nights. That's when we uh, broadcast them. And there's also a replay at 1 p.m., which I am still uh, 1 p.m. on Saturdays, which I'm still debating removing because I'm not sure anyone actually listens to it. And uh, what should uh, what's new? What's new? Oh, today's show is brought to you by something. How about that? Um, today's show is brought to you by DownToJam.com, a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility. If you're a musician looking for a partner to jam with or to fill out a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up, downtojam.com. That's D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M. So check that out. It's sort of a social network for musicians, and uh, it seems pretty cool. Okay, we got more business to get to, but let's listen to a song. This is by an artist called The Lunchbox Surrender, and it's a track called Driven.
And that was driven by the Lunchbox Surrender off the Silver Gloves and Spaces album. And uh, there's some cool songs on there, so check that out. I can't remember if it's actually out yet or if it's coming out soon. That's the trick about being on this show, because sometimes people send things to me early and I say like, oh, check it out on this album, but then the album isn't actually out for like three months, so it could be one of those situations. I can't remember, and I've got a lot of business to get to today. Uh, on the show is RF Extreme. He's been bugging me for years. He says, put me on your show, put me on your show. So I finally did, and I'm never going to have him back. <laughs> All right, um, you can follow uh, at Andy Last on Twitter. That's me, and that's the official Beyond Synth Twitter account. Uh, please like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast, and also the SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash beyondsynth. That's where all the episodes get posted. So fucking like it, or friend it, or whatever you do on SoundCloud. <laughs> I really just post episodes. I don't really do too much there besides post episodes. But people send me messages, right? If they send me mailbag questions or uh, they want to send me links to their music and stuff. But uh, I'm still sort of confused as to how it works. Just if you like the show, you know, share it and comment and do all that stuff. It makes me feel happy. All right. Let's listen to another song. So this is an interesting one. And when I first came across this group, it was very... um, it was an interesting style, and it reminded me of sort of Depeche Mode in the 90s, uh, you know, when they had these sort of tracks where they kind of went sort of with these bluesy vocals and sort of gospel and stuff like that. I don't know if gospel is a word. Anyway, this is a group called The Magical, and, uh, you know, it's got some synth elements in there, but it's definitely kind of different for the show, but like I say, it, it, it sort of gave me that sort of 90s Depeche Mode vibe, uh, which is what sort of uh, attracted me to the track. So this is The Only Sin by The Magical.
That was The Magical with the track The Only Sin off the album Surrender. And uh, so that's an interesting one. I'm curious to what people will think about it. I love the vocals. I like the idea of, you know, mixing different styles with things. And, and if anything, it should give people sort of inspiration and ideas of how to sort of expand, you know, while still having an electronic influence, but, uh, but bringing other sort of styles and stuff into it. Uh, what else? Oh, Project Friday. Okay, that's a show on Friday nights hosted by Steve Gilson. That's also on Power 85. Uh, so check that out. Uh, very sort of a music-heavy show. You know, this show is an interview podcast, and we do a lot of talking on this show. But if you want just straight music and you want to hear some uh, some cool tunes, check out Project Friday. That's Friday nights hosted by Steve on Power 85. And you can also follow at Project Friday FM. On Twitter, you can also follow at Power Eighty Five uh, on Twitter if you like this giant list of things I've just told you to follow. If you have any questions that you want me to field on the show, send them to the mail sack, and that basically means just contact me on uh, send me a direct message on Twitter or uh, SoundCloud uh, private message or private message on the Beyond Synth Facebook page. Title the message Mail Sack. That is a sack of mail. M A I L S A C K. Yes, it's a terrible pun. So uh, if you like that in puns and sending me messages, uh, do that, man. And what else? Let's listen to another song. This is a dude called Maharg. M A H A R G. Maharg. I'm putting the emphasis on ma because the M-A are capitalized. And this is from the album A Stim Hack. And this is a track called Biotic.
And that was Biotic by Maharg off the album Stim Hack. So that's interesting stuff. Check it out. Man, as always, you know I post all the links uh, to the music that is played on the show on the SoundCloud page. So if you go to SoundCloud and check out the episode, uh, there is a description of the show. And then if you click... Uh, you know more info then it'll go down and you'll have all the links to the artists i post lots of information so you got their uh you know every artist you know band camp and twitter account and facebook and whatever information i can sort of cobble together so if you like what you hear man go support the people and uh what else we're still doing our tweet at meech campaign uh so for those of you who don't know this is a just a dumb joke and basically it's just uh everyone always bugs me to have mitch murder on the show and I just have never bothered asking him because uh, I assumed he wouldn't want to do it. So <laughs> so now it's up to the fans. If they want uh, Mitch Murder on the show, tweet at Meech. And that means tweet at Mitch Murder and say, hey, you should be on Beyond Synth. And uh, yeah, but don't pester him or whatever. Just, you know, every once in a while, a little nice reminder won't hurt anybody. And then we can wait and wait until it finally infuriates him so much that he says, I don't want to do this fucking show! I'm assuming that's what he sounds like. I don't know if that's true. Of course, we got uh, RF Extreme coming up later on in the program. Will it be worth it? For the three years that he's been bothering me to be on the show, will it finally pay off? Will he be the most exciting guest that Beyond Synth has ever had? (laughs) How do you like the sound of my voice, by the way? I got a different microphone. I've been testing different microphones over the past few episodes. I don't think anyone really noticed, although someone did comment to me that they thought I was adding echo to my laugh in the episode with Adam McNabb, and I was not. Uh, (laughs) I think you referred to it as Vincent Price Echo. It was not a Vincent Price Echo. It was just the natural echo of my studio, because it is not a studio at all, but the corner of a room where my office is. Okay, listen. Let's uh, let's pep this up a bit here, all right? Let's listen to a track uh, by a fellow called Baboon Chocolate. So we'll just let that sit for a moment. And uh, the track is called Ember's Glow.
And that was Ember's Glow by Baboon Chocolate. I don't know what that means, but that's what it is, man. Baboon Chocolate for you, for me. Ember's Glow, cool track. I like it. It's got a lot of energy. A lot of you guys, you get junk emails and you just delete them, you know? And that's fine if that's what you want to do. That's the way you want to live your life. I personally love the work that goes into the junk emails that I receive. I mean, it's uh, some of them are, are filled with so much creativity. It brings me a lot of joy. And uh, so I read them. A little segment I like to call Andy Reads Junk Email. I guess I haven't really come up with a proper name for it. Oh, well, let's open up the junk email folder. This one's called Attention Beneficiary. A lot of them are called Attention Beneficiary, I've noticed. I am Mrs. Robin Sanders, former USA ambassador to Nigeria. With reference to your entitlement fund and in line with the Change of Beneficiaries application signed by Mrs. Glenda F. Ward with your purported authorization, this issue has been carefully examined and we have declined Mrs. Ward's application as the application lacks regular signature. But did you ever instruct Mrs. Glenda F. Ward to claim your fund worth seven million U.S. dollars? Below is the bank account information provided by Mrs. Glenda F. Ward, saying that you authorized her to claim your fund and that you are terminally ill. If you had not authorized the change of your bank account in respect to your outstanding entitlement payment, therefore notify me immediately, as the notification declaration was supported with a sworn affidavit from Lagos High Court reference, and then there's a bunch of dates, and signed by Mrs. Glenda Ward, who claim and stated in the sworn declaration that you authorized her to claim that said fund on your behalf to a different bank account in the USA, as stated above, because you were terminally ill and the doctor who is in charge of your case stated that you will not stay more than one month before passing away. <laughs> this is a, you know what? This is a fucking twist. This is a twist because normally it's somebody else who's dead, right? That's the way the scam usually is. It's like, do you know that F. Murray Abraham uh, signed you as your next of kin before he passed away? And now you've got to give us $300 to uh, pick up the fucking lockbox at uh, O'Hare Airport. But this time, I'm the one dying. So this scam gets even stranger. <laughs> so This development has caused lots of discrepancies in your payment file. That is why we had to suspend your payment and prompted to contact you directly before revalidating your payment. You can be rest assured that I will do everything within my capacity to successfully actualize the quick transfer of your fund to any of your nominated bank account. Kindly get back to me as soon as possible so that I will direct you on what to do. Sincerely yours, Mrs. Robin Sanders. Former U.S. Ambassador. Wait. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. What's she doing if she's not even the, the ambassador? Why is she interfering in this? 
So she's just some lady. Fuck, I love these. All right, let's listen to another song. This is The Andrew Clark Project and the track Beach Wave 88.
And that was Beach Wave 88 by the Andrew Clark Project. So that's a cool one. Uh, listen, let's open up... Uh, Let's open up the mailbag. I think I got a message in there from <laughs> several months ago that I haven't uh, read yet. You know, I'm uh, very far behind on reading my mailbag. So let's look it up. And it's called the mail sack, by the way. I keep forgetting my own terrible joke. And here we go. Hey, faithful listeners, writing to the show, hoping that you know gets All right, and this is a this was a letter I got what five months ago from a dude called Agent Murphy, uh, and he makes music. Maybe I'll, I'll play one of his tracks. It says, "Hi, Andy, I should have written this a long time ago. I'm a firm believer of giving credit where credit is due. Basically, what I want to say is that I enjoy your show and I think you are doing a great job. Man, I wonder why I'm reading this letter. But let me elaborate." Two summers ago, I think it was, I started to get heavily into Synthwave and wanted to know more about the artists behind the music, especially Droid Bishop. So I tried Google and came across your show. Not only did you have an interview with Droid himself, but also other great acts like Perturbator and Betamax. I was thrilled. Now I would learn the secret behind their sound. I jumped right in and realized pretty early that that would not be the case. However, I enjoyed the interviews anyway, partly because I share your interest in classic movies and video games. I went through your back catalog and can honestly say that I've listened to all your episodes so far, including the afternoon ones. That was my failed live show. I usually listen to your show when I exercise. This makes working out a bit more fun. There was actually this one situation which could have ended badly. I was in the gym lifting free weights listening to your second interview with Lucasette when they started going, you know what they say. Oh yeah, you remember that? <laughs> Memories, right? Go go back and listen to uh, the Lucasette Christmas episode, the second one. This part was so fucking hilarious that I almost dropped the weights on my head from laughing too hard. True story. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, Matts. I guess that's Agent Murphy's real name. So listen, this is a nice guy. He sent me a track. And uh, let's let's listen to some Agent Murphy now. I think that was a nice letter to stroke my ego uh, the right way. I do like the idea that... <laughs> there is this caveat whenever people listen to the show where it's just like, oh, they really want to know about, uh, you know, how artists make the music. And then they slowly discover or quickly discover that um, I don't ask those sorts of questions because <laughs> they bore me. So uh, if you want to know what kind of, uh, how the artists make the music, uh, this is the wrong show. If you want to know what their favorite cartoons were growing up, this is the right show. And anyways, let's uh, let's listen to a track by uh, Agent Murphy. And this is a track called Test Drive by Agent Murphy.
And that was Test Drive by Agent Murphy off the album Color. And the genre is Synthwave. I got uh, RF Extreme coming up in just a second. So let's just listen to one more track. And then uh, we'll go to my conversation with the very exciting RF Extreme. So this is by Color Palette. I think I've played one of their tracks on the show before. This is another one that I thought was pretty cool. It is a track called Bullets by Color Palette.
that was Color Palettes with the track Bullets. And that is cool. Check out their pages and all that stuff. And now, let's go to my interview with RF Extreme. And I am here with RF Extreme. Yeah. How's it going? Michael Wallace. That is your name. Yes. Apparently I died many years ago, but uh, I'm all right now still. Is there a dead Michael Wallace? Yes. 60 Minutes. What? Was his name Michael Wallace? Yes. Michael uh, Wallace. Mike Wallace from 60 Minutes. Oh, yeah. Mike Wallace. Yeah. But they didn't call him Michael Wallace. No, I think it was... Mike Wallace. Yeah, that's why I was confused just now. But I do have a uh, nice little uh, star on the uh, walkway of uh, stars there. You mean the Walk of Fame? The Walk of Fame. There's my name. Does it say Michael Wallace? Well, it says Mike Wallace, but hey, you know, it's still the same thing. Do people call you Mike? Yeah, Mike, Michael, Mikey. RF Extreme. Does it say that on the Walk of Fame? I wish. It will someday. Yeah, that's what we're going to shoot for. So let's talk about it, man. Ever since I started this show. You've denied me. I've, I've got RF Extreme telling me that I should, he should be on the show uh, all the time. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of money owed now. So here we are. Yes. Now you, now you have to make the case and justify why you're here. Yes. I am here because... <laughs> Because you said so. <laughs> According to your SoundCloud page, yes. For starters, I am an electronics tech. I repair audio gear, mixer consoles, and radio, and R&D design. Two hands there. Right. What does all that mean? Basically, I fix pretty much anything that is electronic. So most of it is just repair work. You know, I, I build stuff. R&D is like uh, if I wanted to make uh, a radio station, which I've done in the past, that's what R&D is. You know, you research and development. You know, as far as uh, repair work goes, I've worked on mixer consoles, stuff like that for studios. So I have a little bit of background in electronics. So really, that's kind of my whole beginning in life is just working on stuff in electronics music came in way later so uh do you gotta use little tiny screwdrivers well tiny screwdrivers and soldering irons and burning myself you know dropping solder on my leg and you know stuff like that do you, do you buy it in big coils yeah i don't really know much about soldering no it comes in coils is that true it, it, it's coiled up yes it's wound up Good luck going to uh, a Radio Shack anymore to try to find that stuff. It's, uh, they diminished all that. Kind of sucks. So where do you get the solder now, man? Got to go online. So there's no there's no such thing as the replacement for the the more hobbyist aspect of Radio Shack because I mean like Radio Shack now is all just like consumer products and stuff like there is there is actually not an alternative. Right. You know, but years ago they used to have parts. You know, you can just go in. Oh, I need a transistor and a diode. You know. Hmm. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. That's too know. bad, because I used to do that all the time. Oh, yeah. You need a transistor and a diode. Dude, I, <laughs> I go through diodes over here like nobody's business. Yeah, you're popping diodes, man. Yeah, I certainly am. It's nuts. <laughs> what's, a, what's a diode? What is a diode? Yeah. It's basically a device that can take AC and turn it into a DC signal. Mm. Uh, it can work as a one-way device. Like if you reverse polarity, it shorts the diode out, protects the radio or whatever you're using. You know who likes to reverse polarity? Who's that? Doctor Who. 
Doctor Who. That's one of the things he says in the 70s. Yeah, I haven't seen that show in years, man. <laughs> you know, you've uh, used an image from Doctor Who on one of your tracks on SoundCloud. Did you even know that's where it was from? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I did. So it sounds like someone's being untruthful to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I, I remember now. Yes, I did use a... Uh, a nice little picture of that. Sometimes I just, you know, get pictures at random. I don't really make uh, a lot of pictures for my songs, so, you know, I wouldn't like to be my own artist to make my own stuff, but uh, sometimes you don't have time or, you know, when I make a song, it's like, oh, well, you know, this picture kind of fits it. Okay, you know, here, just put them together. So why don't you take a picture of a diode? I haven't done anything like that, but I have done one of my songs. I've kind of created something like that. What do you call it? Uh, damn, I don't even know the name of my track. It's one of the songs, I guess, is uh, where it goes through um, circuit boards and stuff. Um, and uh, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> wow. It's, it's good to finally have you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. This is the truth be told, man. I'm always high. Well, then how do you do this stuff? I feel like uh, if I was stoned, I wouldn't be able to... Unless you're high on uh, pharmaceutical drugs, but like... Uh, no, no. I, I, I got rid of my Adderall. I haven't been on Adderall in uh, a month or two now, so... What the hell is Adderall for? Uh, ADD. Do you have ADD? Oh, uh, no. I have the opposite of ADD. DAA? Yeah, DAA, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I tell you what, I, we're going to hear all about the opposite of ADD in a second, but how about we listen to one of your tracks, okay? <laughs> and this is my tease, and then when we come yes. back, we're going to talk about the opposite of ADD and the health yeah, afflictions okay. of Michael Wallace, a.k.a. RF Extreme. Here is a track. It is called DNA by RF Extreme.
And that was DNA by RF Extreme. And I am here with RF Extreme right now, Michael Wallace from Florida, who just told me he has the opposite of ADD. So let's talk about what that is and what that means. Oh, boy. Does that mean you can't focus at all? No. Actually, it's uh, it's funny. ADD is... Uh, okay, People that are on ADD. So sorry, is, is ADD a drug? <laughs> I'm learning so much today. Yeah, man, you gotta fucking get on this ADD, motherfucker. Yeah, you're on ADD, man. <laughs> People that have ADD, right, are generally hyperactive. They can't concentrate, focus on anything. They're all over there, scatterbrained. Everything, you know, everything's going all over the place. They don't know what they're doing. Right. Adderall brings them down to a certain level. Hmm. Adderall is amphetamine. It has an amphetamine base to it. So in that realm, um, the uh, amphetamine actually brings them down to a certain level. And it makes them more mellow. Okay. Okay. For me, I'm kind of like the koala bear, you know? I just sit there on the tree. You know, looking around and just hanging out, you know, I might hit a key or two and I'll make a note. Yeah. Anyways, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, if you're a koala, it sounds like you need eucalyptus. Uh, yeah, I need something. That's the leaves that koala bears eat. Maybe I should start taking that. Do it. You got to yeah. get it in Australia. Yeah, I got to go see Marco. Yeah, we know a few Australians. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I had the doctor prescribe it to me because I told him I had ADD. And so he just started writing down a piece of paper and said, okay, you can have it, you know. Okay, hold on, hold on. Just fucking... Okay, explain to me. If, if a drug is there to calm down someone with ADD. Why are you going and asking for that? Like, why aren't you asking somebody else for speed or something? Well, because uh, amphetamine is a speed. It is a speed drug. So so the same drug same drug brings does me the up to a level. Oh, okay. Yes. Right, all right, all right. Okay. Right. So so basically it made me feel like I was 20 years old again. I mean, hell, I, I felt like a normal person. I could do things. Everything, you know, everything's going great and I could focus and do all this stuff. So hmm. it it, it depends on the mentality of the person and how Adderall acts, you know. So that's why I was like the opposite of ADD. But even though it's like I have ADD, but it's kind of the opposite. It's hard to explain to somebody, you know. Mm. You're doing a great job. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I hope I confused everybody out there. Mm. So <laughs> I decided to get off of that. I've been on it for four years. So, I, you know, in most of all that ADD thing, uh, I've made all my music on. So that's all drug related uh, music making over here. So, mm. but uh, no, it's, I, I just been on it for so long that um, I just didn't want to destroy my kidneys, you know, destroy any, you know. You've been on an amphetamine or anything that long, uh, it's going to have an adverse effect to you. So I just decided to uh, get off of it. Are there any like herbal alternatives? Yeah, Kratom. Kratom is... uh, fuck is that? Uh, you got to look it up. It's supposed to take place of Adderall to keep you from being depressed all the time. Like if somebody's always feeling depressed or whatever, it brings them into a happy mood. And all Kratom is, is just a natural herb. It's a bunch of uh, plants that are chopped up in real fine powder, you know, that I think they're the leaves of something in China or Japan that they had used and they use that to... Uh, make them feel better and <laughs> continuously going and work. I don't know what the hell, you know, it's just that's <laughs> like it. hearing you explain it. So, what do you do? You snort this stuff? Uh, no, I don't <laughs> shit. <Is that> easy? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's making it a chocolate milk or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy sent me a sample. This guy I've known for years. He started going on it because he was getting depressed and all this stuff. And hmm. um, he started taking it. He found a you know, natural alternative and all this. And so, uh, make a long story short, um, he gave me a sample. I tried it and it absolutely did nothing for me. Probably because I've been on the Adderall so long, so long that it, it just kind of, uh, you know, let's say it just uh, didn't do much, you know. Because when, you, you, when you're on the Adderall for a while, your body gets used to it and then you have to take more of it to get you that same high or whatever, you know. And I, I never abused it that way. I just used it enough to keep awake and, you know, keep going during the day. I've been having a real hard time trying to get motivated now and kind of back to where I was. Caffeine, man. Was, uh, does caffeine do nothing for you? No, it doesn't. I could, I could probably go to a Cuban coffee place and drink a whole pot of uh, Cuban coffee and it probably wouldn't even make me twitch. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what it is with me, man. I'm a weird guy. Scarface was Cuban. Yeah, he was. He came over and went to Freedom Town. And then uh, after a while, he got his uh, he got his visa and did a job for Frank Lopez <laughs> at Lopez Motors. <laughs> the other day, this is why we didn't record this interview earlier, because I gave myself a really potent caffeinated drink, which was a mix of uh, instant coffee and hot chocolate. And I put in oh, I put in like God. ten times the amount of instant coffee I was supposed to into that drink. And then I was up all night. Like, it just got me supercharged. It was like 6 in the morning. I tried to sleep, and I just couldn't. So I just rolled. Yeah. You were like instant Andy. I was instant Andy, man. And I yeah. and I got nothing, uh, like, proper accomplished. I was just like, I was just fucking wired. I couldn't sleep in the morning. The rest of the day, I was in a crazy daze. And I'm still coming down from it now. And that was just caffeine. So if you stay off certain things long enough, they can have like this fucking crazy effect on you. It's pretty exciting stuff. I look forward to getting the mixture just right because I need it to edit. I, I don't know if you're naturally hyper as it is or you're, you're on the go or what you do, but, you know, certain things react differently to certain people. Yeah, see, for me personally, it's just that um, I often find myself kind of down, and so I started taking this, like, powdered shit from Asia called Kratom. <laughs> so uh, that's what I've been doing lately, <laughs> except okay, uh, yeah. I, I don't snort it, so I have to get someone to blow it into my ass. <laughs> it, it, hey, it, it works faster. <laughs> hey, hey man, listen. You want that? You want that instant? Yes. That, there you go. <laughs> Let's listen to another RF Extreme track. How about that? Yeah. This is a track called Miami Fast Lane by RF Extreme.
And that was Miami Fast Lane by RF Extreme. And I'm talking to RF Extreme right now. Yeah. Who apparently can't be extreme unless he's fucking all doped up on Kratom. Yeah, Kratom and Adderall. Yeah, the latest craze from China where they powder yeah. up some sort of plant. <laughs> and you've not done the research and you don't even know what you're putting into your body. <laughs> yeah, it could be powdered deer penis for all I know. I don't know? think they have too many deers over there. But it's powdered no. something. Maybe it's just powdered Asian people. Yeah, powdered Asian people, yeah. Is it green? Yes. Soil and green, buddy. As a film. Talk to me about the track Miami Fast Lane. That was a, a compilation. I was asked to do that and... Uh, I did it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a fun uh, little track. I don't know how long it took me to make that. I was on the Adderall, so... It's, it's, <laughs> is, this, is this where every story is going to come back to? <laughs> yeah, this is a story. Every, I don't remember, man. It, it just passed by. You know, it's kind of like the movie Way Beyond, you know? It's like uh, you go into that store beyond and... Uh, then you go into the way beyond, and then everything speeds up. And then you got it like a fast-forward, you know, button. So, anyways, that that album, uh, it took me only about three hours to make. You mean that song? <laughs> Pretty impressive album if it took three hours to... <laughs> Did I say album? Holy crap. Looks like you need another dose of Kratom. Oh, my God. Give me a... <laughs> I just, I'm gonna order a damn case here in sorry, a minute. I just like that word. It just sounds like the villain of, like, some stupid 80s movie or something. Kratom? Yeah. <laughs> Bring in the Kratom. <laughs> Fucking Kratom. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm just saying that because it sounds like Arnold from Red Heat, the cocaine or whatever. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. Kratom. <laughs> you know, I'd never really put mine to Kratom, but I guess I should make a song about it. Call it, uh, yeah, call it Kratom. Listen. Kratom. You uh, you sent me a video a long time ago. It was probably like two years ago or something. Okay. And I can't remember if this was you or not. It was something to do with using uh, an old um, broadcast thing to override a, a takeout window. Oh, yeah. Was that real? Yes, that is real. So what was going on there? Because that was funny. <laughs> like, that's total, like, pirate radio shit, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, basically a two-way radio that uh, was able to go on and... Uh, Certain frequency that they use in the drive-throughs, and uh, you're skilled in this sort of stuff, right? I mean, this is yeah. why you're called RF Extreme, yeah, and all these things. And so, and this was this was old. Cause you're a, how old? You're older than me, right? You're a are you an old man? You're not an old man, are you? Forty-three. Ooh, forty-three. You got ten years on me. So this was like an exciting time. In the 80s, yes. It was the 80s. Uh, because I remember, I think you showed me the footage, and it was definitely recorded with a really old-looking... Uh, 80s machine. 80s machine. So this was a total 80s. This is living the 80s dream. This is like a movie-style prank. Yes. And, and you guys had like a walkie-talkie that could just basically make it so... It would take over the uh, drive through um, lady. Yeah, the lady. So the people driving up to order from the machine would hear your guys' voices? Yes, and uh, basically we were the uh, people taking their order. And uh, <laughs> how close did you have to be in order to do it? A couple blocks away, at least. I what? mean, yeah. So they they knew something was wrong, but they yeah. couldn't they couldn't figure it out, could they? No, no. But we were sitting on a uh, 
it was like an overpass and you can look down and see it down there so it was still line of sight you know what i mean mm-hmm. but since the radio puts out more power than the headsets they use uh back in the days it was real easy to overcome that so how did you guys figure that out like that you could do that being in the radio for so long you know where frequencies are allocated and how things work you know it's, it's just basically uh 101 when it comes to uh, radio, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, make a long story short, you know, it, it was a fun thing. Um, it's It was done in several places, but uh, there's a lot, a lot of people have done it too, you know. We're not the only individuals. There's yeah, yeah. tons of people have done it, so. But it is a funny thing, and it just... Uh, it's a real prank. Yeah, you can't do that anymore, man. No, I, I mean, I've, I remember doing it to a McDonald's one time when they were closed, and it was on a Christmas day, and, uh, you know, McDonald's was closed, so people were going to the drive-thru, and I would ask their order, you know. <laughs> it, and, and they would give this order, and I'd go, uh, you know we're closed, right? And people get irate. I mean, I can't believe how mad people get. <laughs> Well, okay, in that particular instance, it completely serves them right. If you drive up to a fucking McDonald's with the lights off on a fucking holiday, yeah. and, then, and then, like, you you deserve to be fooled. I mean, like, that's... It was one day when they, they closed down too early, and uh, it was right next to a bunch of uh, homes. The, the houses were, like, right behind the McDonald's, so they were closed down, and the people inside were cleaning, and everything was locked, and, you know, but the drive through still stays on. Like the, the PA system and the radio receiver still stays on, but nobody has headsets on, so they can't hear what's going on. So the guy pulls in. He's like, will you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to get some fucking sleep. So I'm like, fuck you. You're going to order something, you fuck. You know what? I was going off, right? The guy starts spinning his tires, smoking them. And then he gets out and he starts banging on the uh, glass and he starts shaking the doors and the people are inside are getting scared because he is the guy looked like a lunatic man right, he, was right, going, right. he was going nuts so yeah there was there's been a lot of fun times with this thing you know uh, <laughs> i'm glad that's your takeaway from that <laughs> <laughs> i i remember you know people getting ordered you know they pull in with the bass music going on and it's real loud and i'm like shut that shit off <laughs> and, and then other times you'd be like I can't believe you dropped that cheeseburger. Now just put it back in the wrapper and give it to these people, okay? Oh, and nice, these people nice, are looking. Nice. Yeah, these people would look at each other like, "Oh my god, is it us? Are we getting it?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of this stuff was, you know, harmless. I mean, you know, today would probably be considered homeland security issues, yeah. but uh, you know. <laughs> my but, thing, my thing when I was young is I used to like change the letters on signs. Oh god, yeah, that was, that's funny. I, you know, it's harmless. I mean, like we would put, I would never do swear words. No, I always made sure i was very careful about the word like i would sit write the word penis and stuff but like i would never do a swear so that if if i was ever caught and stuff it's just like hey man i mean like if you're offended by body words i remember one day there was this it was something happening at the school doesn't even matter because that school doesn't even exist anymore and then they had this thing called breath of scotland highland dancing right which is a dumb thing to put on a sign and then i i changed it to breasts of scotland i was pretty proud of that (laughs) just simple things i never did anything too crazy because then like you'd get into some trouble if it was just like hey it's the fucking vegas fuck show or something like and that's on the front of the school like but it serves them right for having a sign that was so easy to change yeah you know you know you see that stuff on youtube a lot and a lot of people change the ones up from the church 
perches and stuff. They'll mm. they'll change them around too. Those are pretty funny. But I've never really done that. But I've done more stuff with the radio stuff. You well, know, you're like, you're a responsible man. You're yeah, forty three like, years old. You're not supposed yeah. to be running around all high on kratom, fucking pulling pranks. I mean, that's why not, a, man? <laughs> unless you want to. <laughs> You can do whatever like we, you want, by the way. It's- like, we have a drive through here that they use the FM radio, as you were speaking. It may be the old days in the drive through uh, theaters where they had the speaker looking like a boombox speaker that you slap on the side of your glass and it breaks your glass, you know? I saw Terminator 2 in the drive through Yeah, they don't, they don't have that anymore. So, what they do is they tell you to turn in your FM radio. Mm. Well, we just happen to have our own FM radio. <laughs> and uh, we had some fun with that one. That was pretty fun. It'd be really funny to put in the time to recreate the audio. Like, I, I imagine you probably would go on the microphone and just... But but yeah, actually do it with, yeah, yes. with, with the fucking background music we and sound effects. That. When we did it, it was Passenger 57, I think. The Wesley Snipes film? Yeah, yeah. And it was, that movie was out that back then when we did this. And uh, it was hilarious because the um, people are watching it. And then next thing you know, they hear the theme song of Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> And next thing you know, you hear honk, honk. It's like, sorry, we're experiencing technical difficulties. Can you please turn on your headlights? Next thing you know, the screen turns total white. Yeah. You know. <laughs> then everybody's honking at them, like, I can't see a son of a bitch. You know, honk. You know, it just kept getting worse. And we're like, we're sorry. You know, uh, we have free drinks and popcorn at the uh, <laughs> session. Uh, you know. <laughs> Please move to the other theater. And, uh, you know, that theater was empty. It sounds like uh, something out of a film. It's funny. I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of stories. I don't even know where to begin. I mean... Well, how about this? How about we play another RF Extreme track? Speaking of uh, you don't know where to begin, this is a track called Begins With You by RF Extreme.
And that was Begins With You by RF Extreme. And I am joined with RF Extreme. Extreme. Extreme? <laughs> yeah. Excuse uh, I'm here with RF Ice Cream. We are Ice talking cream. about pulling old school pranks in the 80s. Did you ever see one of my favorite YouTube videos talking about this sort of overriding the signals was that uh, it was like a PBS broadcast in the 80s mm-hmm. and they were showing Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And then it gets interrupted mm-hmm. by a pirate broadcast of people wearing like a Max Headroom mask. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yes. That, that I, video is fucking incredible. I love that video. I'm not going to admit or deny, but I do know the person who did it. What? And yes, I do. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. It's a small world. And that's how I, Why do you think I got into what I was into? But uh, I do know the person that was responsible for that but i'm not gonna dude that video or accept that oh my god that video is so fucking funny yes it is it's so fu- i mean like yeah it doesn't even i know matter. i like, know the whole story i know the whole story about it i know that the mask and everything what he used for the corrugated in the background and all that stuff i know all, the whole shebang <laughs> i even watched a movie about how they couldn't find it and it's still a mystery to this day and nobody knows who it was and i'm thinking to myself God, I must be the only person in the world, <laughs> except for a few other people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man, because that video is so fucking funny. If no one knows what I'm talking about, there's this... Well, whatever. I'll post a link to it. Yeah. No, Was it's it, hilarious. It's uh, it's absolutely funny, especially when the fly swatter comes out, you know, and it starts smacking his ass. Is there, um, <laughs> is there knowing, like, what, what you know about sort of the signals and stuff like that, is there a particular reason why it, it, it happened at that time? Was there, like, the signals weaker at nighttime or, like, when... No. Sometimes things happen out of a whim. Like, oh, I got a wild hair on my ass. Let me just do this today. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> is that an expression? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, if you plan things, sometimes it doesn't work out. So yes. when you do things on a whim, it just happens. And sometimes it happens amazingly, you know? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful uh, magic. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm actually just really interested in all this fucking electronic shit. Like, what made you get into that in the first place? It all started with a kid's walkie-talkie when I was about uh, seven. Uh, my parents got me one of those little blue little uh, 49 megahertz walkie-talkies, you know. You know, I had a problem with uh, taking shit apart. So I took it apart, and I noticed this little adjustment in there, and I started turning it. And next thing you know, I started hearing all these paging noises. You know, and I didn't know there were paging noises at the time. They're just paging data, you know? This would be 1980. The 80s paging data, yes. It was all Poxag. So, being that said, I, um... No, sorry, what? (laughs) You say say being that said as if I'm supposed to know what Poxag is. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, Poxag is is a form of data that they used back then for paging. So, that's what I heard, you know, and... and, What does that sound like? Um... Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just a weird sound. Mm. But it was actually cool to me, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, what is this? You know, and I listened to it for an hour or two, and then I finally got sick of it. (laughs) (laughs) Then I finally got sick of these insane beeping noises. (laughs) (laughs) Up till then, it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it boiled down to was I just, I liked it. It was just like, oh my God, I found something new and, you know, something different that not many other people have experienced. So, unless they were a pager. Unless they were in the paging frequency, yes. Hmm. 
So, you know, I just decided to uh, pursue it more and started tweaking other crap and, you know, looking into electronics. And then I got fascinated into the uh, pirate radio. And this was before uh, Pump Up the Volume. So I'm more of an originator than a follower. Ooh. And when I first made my pirate radio, I built it from a suitcase telephone. And I really wish I would have never taken that damn thing apart today because that thing was made in the 70s. It was a, a briefcase, not a suitcase, briefcase cell phone back in, in the 60s, 70s. Uh, everything was all brown. You've noticed everything in the 70s is either really brown or light brown or a dull green. Mm, yes. Yes. So that's when you know you get a flashback. It's such a weird feeling. Like when I walk into, there's a shitty mall near where I live. And it's just one of those malls where it was clearly built in the early 80s and they never updated the decor inside. And just walking in it and look... Like, I've said this on the show many times. Like, I know there's lots of people in the scene who have a lot of love for specific things from the 80s. Like, you know, they like VHS tapes with the the glitchy wiggling and and the sound going off. And for me, I don't miss VHS tapes really at all because I, when DVDs came out and I could watch my movies clearer and with better sound, like, I just accepted that upgrade. Yeah, as a good upgrade. Yeah, like, I mean, the difference is, the only one that I will say is cassette tapes had a sound, like, had a different sound to them, like, for audio. Yeah. And so I appreciate when people say they like cassette tapes, it's like, okay, because there was a different fidelity of the sound. It was a different thing. But I still don't miss cassette tapes, because I always put them in the machine the wrong fucking way. Right. And it didn't, every time. And then when they made the tape decks that would automatically flip for you, I still put them in the wrong way. And then I would have to wait for the double click when it put it back to the right. Like, I just, I just had this weird thing with tapes i could never put them in the right way and then uh, you know the same with vhs tapes you always had to fucking rewind them and all this Ugh. so there's certain things i don't have any like really nostalgic love for of the 80s like i liked the movies and the music and uh, certain things like that but there's other things that when i look back on them they give me memories that i don't like and one of those is the fucking brown and orange carpets and oh my God. you know things like that and then and then when i walk into malls old malls I do not like the way that they make me feel. Like, they make me feel like a fucking scumbag. Yeah, exactly. Um, That wood paneling. Mm. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, the paneling. I mean, I'm going to grew up with that paneling, and I just, I get, you know, my mom used to watch the Rockford Files all the time, and now that I see the Rockford Files now, I'm like, holy shit, everything's brown. Yeah, it's so bizarre. And it's a, it I, is. There's always, um, <laughs> in the town I grew up, I remember there was like a fucking barber shop, and it was just one of those things where just the, the decor never changed inside. Oh. And I remember going there in the 90s, and it was like total like seven, like it just, it's just gross. Like, I mean, there's certain things about modern life that I really appreciate. I love modern looking bathrooms. Yes. I like there's there's a lot of decor stuff I I like modern. Like, I'm not like a like an ultra modern dude. Like, I don't have to live in a thing where all the chairs are shaped like squares and like the sinks are all like weird shapes and stuff like. Yeah. Just like a big bowl of a sink. You know, it's just those weird 80s color patterns are so just gross. But then that then they went the other way. Right. So then 80s. Yeah, it goes from because when you grow up in the early 80s as a kid, it's like you're still feeding off the tail end of the 70s. Right. So it wasn't until like the middle of the 80s that it started to go like the colorful way. Yeah. Well, you definitely don't want to go to Rick Shithouse's house. Uh, you <laughs> probably have a culture shock in a 
<laughs> I mean, he's everything is 80s over there. I mean, something must have really good happened to him in the 80s because I, I don't know anybody <laughs> that... I don't, <laughs> I don't know anybody that is that 80s. He loves it, man. Yeah, he and, does. I mean, the thing is, too, like, I, I do... But I don't have, like, a slavish love to yeah. every single thing about it. Like, for me personally, it's like, I love the movies, but I... Look, I, I like watching Scarface on Blu-ray. Yeah. Right? Like, it's fucking... It looks great. Right. And I wouldn't trade that to be like, oh, but if you watch it on VHS, then you got the tracking wiggling and the sound cuts out. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not like that. You know, that's... You know, uh, you're going to watch a movie, watch a movie, not not reincorporate. Now, there's one thing I want to do, as I have a an, uh, an old portable TV that was made by Sony. I actually posted it on Facebook. It was made in 1984. It's a black and white little picture tube, you know, small TV. It's cool as hell. And what I wanted to do was actually play Miami Vice through a a video transmitter of mine into the TV and record it. So I'm actually watching Miami Vice through that little TV and it just posted on YouTube just for for shits and giggles, you know. Uh, Say, look what I'm watching on, uh, you know, uh, Miami Vice on a 1985 TV, you know. Oh, so you would Uh, actually like, you're not talking about using cables, you're talking about like broadcasting the signal? Yeah. And then then the receiving receiving it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could do that because I got the... That's cool. Technology. Yeah. Well, I used to make, you know, pirate radio stations back in, way then. And, and uh, you know, I just stopped that a long time ago because I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. But, uh, yeah, I, my, my days of making pirate radio and stuff. And actually, I totally skipped the whole conversation when we went into the Brown session. <laughs> this whole podcast is a Brown session. <laughs> yeah, it's old Brown session. Hey, listen, listen, man. How about this? You tell me your great story. Okay. After we listen to a little track called... Incoherent by RF Extreme.
And that was Incoherent by RF Extreme, and I am joined with RF Extreme right now, Michael Wallace, talking yes. to me about pirate radio stations. Oh, boy. You want to tell me about that track first? Incoherent? Hmm. I was probably incoherent at the time, mm. so I couldn't really explain to you what Is was. Is that going how on. you feel when you're not uh, all yes. fucking hepped up on kratom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the non kratom section, so mm. uh, I don't know what happened. Most of my songs are not planned. So everything that I make is pretty much created from scratch, like an artist throwing paint on a wall, mm. you know, and uh, letting it just fly wherever he wants to, or he has it planned to kind of fly where he wants to. Eventually, I'm going to be changing that soon. I got a lot of things coming up ahead that's going to be really nice. So um, it's going to be a big change for me. And but as far as the the song goes, there's really no uh, specifics on it. It was just something that when I'm in a different mood or I want to try something different, you know, I just go with the wind on it, you know. Talk to me about some of the things you've appeared in as extras in some stuff. Yeah. Not like you were an extra in like a movie and I think one time you you showed me a picture of you like dressed in garbage bags for some TV yeah, show or something. In, yeah. I'm actually trying to get in the uh, casting call for Baywatch. They're doing Baywatch down here. Right. And uh, it's supposed to be a movie. I thought it was a series. I wish it was a series. But anyways, they're doing a Baywatch movie down here, so I don't think I can be a beached whale or anything. Or I'm going to try to get into being a security guard or something or uh, a bouncer or something in a club or something like that. But uh, other than that, yeah, I've been in a few movies. Uh, pilot, uh, one that I don't think is going to come out, or it might. I don't know. I was in uh, Pain and Gain, and uh, I was in a seminar scene of Pain and Gain where Ken Jung pushes me to the side. Yeah, that little bastard's strong. Because <laughs> he, he kept pushing me over. You know, he kept practicing and practicing. So he, even not on film, he was like coming over and his legs were all over between mine and stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, I was feeling real uncomfortable and but yet happy at the same time. I don't know. It was kind of weird. He kept pushing me over, you know, and that was like three outtakes away from like, you know, saying something because uh, my arm is actually hurting. Um, he actually pushed pretty hard, Cause, probably because I look intimidating to him because, you know, I'm a big guy, you know. Mark Wahlberg's behind me seeing my bald head, so <laughs> he's trying to look over my bald head. And you know, <laughs> Can I just say, I, I love where you put the emphasis on the words bald head. Yeah. You know, there's some people who say, they'll say, uh, I watched it on the TV, and then there's other people who go, like, I watched it on the TV. You know, they put the emphasis on the TV. Yeah. And I like how when you talk about your bald head, you put the mm -hmm. emphasis on bald. You go, like, my bald head. Yeah. He's looking at my bald head. He's looking at my bald head. <laughs> Are you full on bald or do you have no, still hair? That... Kind of like a horseshoe kind of look to it, you know? When that happened? Everybody kept telling me. They all jinxed me, man. I had a nice, full, thick head of hair. <laughs> yeah, shit was flying around. You know, I was doing good. And yeah, yeah. I tell you what, you'll never grow bald on your chest or your back hair. They got to find a way to harvest the chest hairs and the, and the pubes and plant them on your head. That would be nice, yeah. Yeah. Hey, pubic head, yeah. See, I feel like, you know, when people have this sort of stigma towards the pubes, saying, like, oh, like, they're all just curly, you'd have curly hair. But, like, if it grew out long, then it would eventually lose the curl. Like, it's just got the curl because it gets all crimped in your pants and stuff like this. Uh, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I, uh, I, I believe that if they were planted on your head, they would eventually grow out to be regular straight hair. I, I don't know if I want that there or not, you know, just... Uh... Oh, I do. 
Kind of reminds me of the jackass scene, you know? They just glue uh, pubic hair to his face. Yeah, those movies are tricky for me. Part of them are really funny. Like, I, it, A lot of it's disgusting. I yes, know what yes, you're saying. That's my issue is because like, I like harmless pranks. I mean, I think the thing I like about jackass is that like they're just hurting themselves yeah. for the most part. Um, yeah, a bunch but, of idiots. Yeah, because because <laughs> I have I have a problem with like those mean-spirited pranks. Like, You see a lot uh-huh. of those posted on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, haha, these people thought they were about to die. Like, and then, oh, I hate that shit. And it pisses me off because I watched that like clown one the other day. Oh, that one, yeah. That one's yeah. tough, man, because it's like, what's the joke? Like, the joke is that someone thinks they're about to be murdered by a clown. Like, yeah. Why is that funny? Like, they, so, you, you, actually, you know what would be funny if somebody pulls out a Mac 10 and shoots and kills them? <laughs> now, that would be funny because, well, you it, know, he it, got what he deserved, you know? <laughs> it frustrates me because, like, there's certain pranks where at least in hindsight you can look back and go okay i was foolish to like i can see how this is funny like uh they did that one i think it was like um it was uh, like a promo for carrie i think where like the girl has like telekinetic powers in a in a cafe yeah i've seen that and you know and they rigged the cafe so like she points her arms and like the chairs go flying and stuff yeah and yeah that would freak people out like i i agree like they'd be scared but then like when you calm down and they tell you to sign the release form You'd be like, oh, okay, but I'm an idiot because I just literally was frightened by someone with supernatural powers, and I know that that's not real. Right. But especially in those crazy ones, it looks like they filmed them in Mexico or, like, Brazil or something, like those crazy clown ones. Oh, God, yeah. Like, they're, like, they're blurring the faces of the people. Yeah. Because they literally just ran away, like, thinking they were about to die. Like, how is that? Like, it's just, it's, to me, that's yeah. not a prank. Like, you, that's... Did you see the one where the uh, Spanish guys that uh, run around and throw they got caca on their hand you know the you know dog poop and they put it on somebody's hand and they run away or and then they throw water on somebody else or they'll smash pie in their face and run or they'll pull their pants down and start running i don't know it, it's funny but it's not you know what i mean it's like well it, it just for me it's like it, it i don't like when people are scared thinking they're going to die like that's my i would be pissed off if someone dropped my pants yeah, but it's like I wouldn't think I was about to die. It would be embarrassing no. and yeah. annoying if somebody like puts a pie in your face. But like, can you imagine like the actual fear if you were one of the you're at the gas station and you look to your right and there's a clown staring at you? Yeah, exactly. And then he just starts to slowly walk towards you like with a weapon. No, like, like he's gonna get shot. I mean. <laughs> You know, let him do that in Miami. <laughs> hey, my little friend. Oh, you know, he's done. You know, it's, yeah, maybe there's a reason why they those things take place in the countries that they do. Yes. What was the TV show image you sent me that had you dressed in garbage bags? That was um, South Beach Toe. It's a show about uh, people's cars being towed, which is not really a real thing. Because true TV is not true. Were you starring in a reenactment, or were you actually starring in it as if it was a real thing? A reenactment of a fake thing, uh, basically. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the inception of fake shit? Yes. Mm. Everything's fake. Everything's planned and fake. Mm -hmm. Pretty much anything on TV that you see is fake. We were dressed in trash bags because we were supposed to be um, being in training in South Beach by a trainer that told us to park a car in a kayak shop. 
the owner of the kayak shop, which actually is on the film, is the owner of the kayak shop. She's a real nice lady. So she calls South Beach Tow to take your car away? And then, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Wait a second. Okay, so I know that the, that type of show yeah. where it's like, like Repo Men and whatever. Yeah. This one is just specifically about tow trucks? Uh, it's about towing people's vehicles and they go irate. Their whole objective in the show is to basically show how crazy people get when a car is being towed of theirs. So, uh... <laughs> what, a, what a great premise. <laughs> yeah. And, and some... <laughs> Stupid. The fake money that they gave me, uh, which says, uh, actually, the money that you normally see on TV is it, it will actually say motion for motion picture only, which I still have a few dollars of. Hmm. It was in my sock. A few hundred dollars. Why'd you have hundreds of dollars then? You could have easily... Uh paid off the tow truck driver. I did. Was that the premise of your skit? Yeah, but they gave me extra money for some reason, so I had extra and I forgot about it. Mm. It's just promotion picture money, you know? It looks real, but it's not. You can tell. Yeah. But, but you know, the um, best thing to do with uh, fake motion picture money is to uh, keep it in your sock. Yeah, just don't sweat. The problem was, we did it the first time with this lady, Bernice, and she's a nice lady, but she really pretty much acts the same as she does in a show in life. So we did first first episode, but they didn't like with Bernice. So they decided to do it with another guy that was coming back into the show. So he came back in, and this was our first episode of, the, of him coming back. So there's like an alternate version of South Beach Ho, is what you're saying? Yeah. Is, yeah. I, just called, I just called it South Beach Ho. I don't care. Yeah, well, that's... That that's fine. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I ended up making eight hundred bucks with it. You know, sweet, which is not bad. Was that real money? Or? Yeah, that was real money. It actually paid <laughs> cash. That'll fill a sock. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about this? We're gonna listen to another song here, and then we'll like wind this down. But uh, let's uh, let's listen to the track "Kindred Spirits" yeah. by RF Extreme.
And that was Kindred Spirits by RF Extreme. Talking about Kindred Spirits, you appeared on South Beach Toe with your wife dressed in garbage bags. Yes. Being that said, I was trying to get back to that story about the uh, pirate thing because we still left people way behind, you know, on that You're story. trying to steer my show? Is that what's happening right now? No, no. I'm just trying to put <laughs> things in perspective. No, what happened was when I first built my pirate station, let get back to that real quick, um, I built it in my car. And, you know, getting back to the briefcase uh, phone, I turned the uh, VHF uh, briefcase phone into a pirate radio by using the parts in it. You know, right. So I was able to make a little pirate station. I said, "Oh, cool! Now I can play my music over, and everybody can hear." It. You know, I was just having fun. You know, it would get out pretty far. It would go a couple miles in my car, believe it or not. All of a sudden, I hear another station come on. I hear pirate radio. You know, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Somebody else is on here." Back when I was on, there was nobody doing pirate radio back then. So mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh my god! I got to find this dude." You know, he's somebody's like me. You know, it's like, "Holy shit!" So. I took a drive and I got closer to Miami and get closer and you know at the time I'd get close to him he'd churn off for the day you know so it's when it's ongoing for about a week I kept trying to find him and trying to find him so he's a good friend of mine now so end result was I got there in time he turned off and I turned on played music and then turned my transmitter off and then he turned back on and started saying something like oh who are you you know and uh, I'm like oh this is cool but I don't have a mic to talk on so what am i gonna do so i didn't know what to do but i had headphones and i had a cd player i said okay macgyver time took the uh, cd player part found the audio section of the cd player was able to modulate uh through my headphones through the audio section out the audio out um, going into the transmitter and i was able to make my own amplified microphone i told him that i'm close to his um transmitter so he had a partner come down we met and we ended up talking and uh that's how this whole thing we had many many things in common it was a lot of fun i i you know meeting meet him and are you guys like a similar age well one guy's a little older but yeah we're all similar age let's just talk about small world mm. i can definitely say i've done a lot of things that nobody else has done now, is this you or is this the kratom talking no this is me <laughs> there's no kratom <laughs> I ran out of that a while ago. Uh-oh. Because it just doesn't work. You telling me this whole time Kratom didn't even work? No, Kratom's not working for me. And you're <laughs> sitting there telling me about Kratom. <laughs> <laughs> what a disappointing button to this whole conversation. <laughs> I thought the Kratom was working for you. Uh, you can say it, though. It works for other people. Sometimes they get a euphoric. Yeah, in some ways it's how I would describe... Um, have you ever um, oh, there's this there's this like this powder stuff that comes from from Asia? It's called kratom. <laughs> you ever taken that? Because it's a, it apparently makes some people feel good. It's made of a powdered uh, panda bear panda penis. Bear penis. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So you know, to make a long story short, I, all this stuff that's happened, um, you know, being part of uh, the uh, music scene and stuff is just absolutely amazing to me because I got on that when I was doing car racing. There was a time where I was actually a street racer. 
So <laughs> your story keeps going into these funny places. I'm telling you, man. I got into street racing when I first got my Accord, and it had rims and all this stuff. And next thing you know, Fast and Furious comes out, and then oh, everybody's got to do their car up now. And so you're at the cutting edge of all this stuff. You were at the cutting edge of pirate radio. Yeah. You were there at the cutting edge of Tokyo drifting. Yep. Did they call it Tokyo drifting back then? I don't know. But it's the whole the whole thing is is I was doing street racing uh, way back when. Are you the character that Vin Diesel is based off of? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but more like. Uh, Are you trying to think of like a fat guy equivalent? Yeah, fat guy equivalent. <laughs> something like. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? How about we play a song? What's a, what's a song that you'd like to play? What's what's a song that you like that you made? Uh, what's my newest one? Um, damn. Well, that's a good question, dude. You need some fucking something. <laughs> I can't make kratom jokes anymore. I was about to tell you to take some more kratom. Well, I probably need to take more than what I'm supposed to. Hmm. Because you're supposed to take eight capsules. About you know, they're they're horse pill size capsules. Eight of them. What? Yeah. A lot of goddamn kratom is what that is. It is. It is. Well, dude, you gotta you gotta tell me a song to play here. Well, I want to know what RF Extreme when he thinks about his own music. What's something that makes makes him proud? Well, I got a lot of songs that make me happy. What? Which one? Which one did I do that was a good? <laughs> I can't remember. What the hell's going on with me? That's a very good question. It's what we call kratom brain. <laughs> kratom brain. Yeah, it's what happens when uh, the brain is the deficiency of kratom. <laughs> I guess we'll go with um, neon reflection. I guess we'll just go with that. Neon reflection. Yeah, this is a song that is kind of a tribute to MPM. Uh, this is my version of a tribute to MPM. The synthwave artist. Yes. Who has disappeared. That disappeared. That uh, keeps disappearing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Comes back and then disappears. Well, listen, man, it was fun to finally have you on the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. I have a blast here, man. (laughs) (laughs) With or without my Kratom. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, man. If we could all just have some more Kratom. Because I definitely love eating eight giant pills of Kratom. (laughs) This is a great episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, it was good talking to you. Yes. You want to say like a little goodbye? Yeah, to everybody that's listened to my music out there, thank you very much. And I hope everybody enjoys what I do. And I really appreciate uh, all the backing and everything that people do for me. So uh, it's only going to get better. How about then you add to that, see you later. And then to that, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> So you have a lovely day, and uh, and then we'll end, we'll end on a song. So this is Neon Reflection by RF Extreme.
that was RF Extreme. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please tune in. Please tune in. <laughs> Actually, I should say this now. Although I have gone and recorded a bunch of new episodes, um, Beyond Synth might take a break for a week or two. Uh, just because I am very far behind on other things. And there's other projects going on. And so if there is not a new episode next week, that is the reason. Uh, but don't worry, I've still I've recorded uh, lots of cool shows coming up, so it's going to be good. So there might be a one to two week break, and then Beyond Synth will return. Uh, but I will keep you posted on all that stuff. So love it man and if uh, and if we do go on break maybe you can use this as an opportunity to check out the back catalog you know I get a lot of people who write me messages and they say when are you going to have this person on the show and I'm like I, I did like <laughs> fucking go <laughs> go into the back catalog man they're there alright I've had Perturbator on the show uh, Magic Sword you know there's these people who like they've been on the show before uh, so check it out man I don't I didn't mean to sound so hostile I mean you know do do what you want to do but what am i trying to say what i'm trying to say is have a lovely week thanks for tuning in uh, i appreciate your uh listening of the show it makes me happy okay so have a lovely day week weekend and i'll see you next time on beyond synth Adidas.